Amidst the grounds of the Miskatonic University stands a grim archive. Within lies a collection of the darkest secrets known to mankind. But visitor beware, for what horrors lie within their pages. Can you resist their maddening call, or will you succumb to the tales from the Orna Library? Tonight's story, Dissociation, Part 2, Identity Crisis. Previously, what was supposed to be a simple flight from San Diego to Seattle turned horrific for our investigators as strange, alien-like creatures appeared. Somehow preventing the plane from falling to the ground, these beings ripped open the hull, causing everyone to be sucked out by depressurization. Our investigators soon woke up in a strange metallic room with nothing but their clothes and each other. With seemingly no way out, they began to panic before passing out once more, seeing a strange pattern of dots before losing consciousness. Once more they awoke in a strange place. This time, they were in different bodies, naked and covered in blood, with the mutilated corpse of an unknown woman among them. Confused, disoriented, and out of place, things appeared to take a turn for the worse as Alaskan state troopers burst through the door. Welcome back, listeners, to the Tales from the Orn Library. This is part two of Dissociation. And so we pick up. You are all covered in blood in various states of undress. There is currently a dead body with multiple knives in her back. And there are four Alaskan state troopers and a man in a sheriff's outfit staring you down. One of the troopers, hand goes to his gun immediately, points it at you. Get on the floor, now! But before anything else happens, the Native American man, the sheriff, who you guys can now see there's a name badge that says Shangin. Um, he's like, now please hold on for a sec. Please. I know these folks. Let's give them a chance to explain themselves first, please. The other officers kind of look at each other and nod, but they do not put down their guns. Phineas is going to, uh, <clears throat> he's going to clear his throat, uh, drop his knife to the ground, and kind of try to wipe off some of the blood with his hand. Uh, this isn't what it looks like. The sheriff looks like, fuck, y'all. I'd really hoped Gordy was just seeing things. I've known y'all for a long time. Hell, I even consider some of y'all close friends. And Mason, he points to you, Phineas. Hell, you're you're my daughter's fiancé. Now, never in my life would I dream any of you were capable of something like this. So please, for the love of God, tell me what the fuck happened. Uh, uh. Uh <laughs> anyone. Well you see uh I I don't um, 
know you. What are you talking? William, you you've been the postmaster for seventeen years. I see you in person once a week, and he's referring to you, Mark. No, my my name is Mark Overheiser. I'm an architect from San Diego. Jesus, you're also on drugs too. <sighs> what are we gonna do with you? Uh, so is that is that it? We're all on drugs. Is that the problem? You tell me. <laughs> I don't I've, feel high. Um, I, I pinch him. Oh my god! <laughs> who me? You pinch who? I, I, I pinch Mark. Does oh, it hurt? Okay. Yeah, you feel it. Ow! Well, at least it hurt this time. Uh, he means to say he's sober. <sighs> I'm so confused. Abigail, anything? And he points to you, Avery. I mean, what could have caused you to do this? You had a promising career at the Antioch airport. You were a pilot for damn sake. <laughs> what would make you give that up? I woke up here unconscious. I... I'm so confused. <laughs> Good lord. Anyone have anything? I... I want to believe that this is just some kind of mix-up or something. But the evidence ain't pointing that way, folks. Uh, yeah. No, I was, um, you see, I'm actually, uh, uh, I, I could lie to you folks. I'm an old man. 70, 76 to be exact. And three quarters. Uh, <clears throat> I, uh, I was just... Uh, on an airplane, on first class, flying, because, you know, I I was like that. I, I lived the high life. And uh, all of a sudden, I wake up naked on top of another person, naked, covered in blood. And this guy over here is trying to kill himself, which is why I grabbed the knife away from him. Yeah, that sounds about right. <sighs> you know, I liked you, Mason. I really liked you. Um, thanks. Fuck, man. How close am I to the knives? You're not very close. So the closest are Stanley, Avery, and Phineas, and you and Mark are the farthest away. And, you know, Perry, and he points to Stanley. Do you have any idea how hard it is to find good teachers in this rinky-dink town in Antioch. Do you have any idea what you're doing? Sir, and I'm sorry. I don't... I, I... I don't think we are who you think we are. I... Clearly. I don't recognize myself. I... The only thing I remember before waking up here was being in a plane and I had fallen out. And now I'm somebody else. What about you, Scott? And he looks at you, Arthur. Got anything to add to this? Uh, my name's not Scott. I am Arthur O'Neill, famous author. Yeah, right. He died two weeks ago. Plane crash. We were on a plane recently. Yeah. And I, 
I list off like the exact details of like my flight ticket and stuff. If that helps. <laughs> Make a persuasion check for me. Um, Get him, Clark. <laughs> that is a 66. That's 66 six of 10. Uh, I guess I'm just a fanatic <laughs> trying to explain this. Nude. It don't make any sense to me. And when you put on some goddamn clothes, I got no choice, guys. My hands are tied. So there's four of them, right? Yeah. Okay. This ain't happening. I can't do anything. I, I'll at least do this because I consider you all still friends. I'll take you down to the uh, Annie X station and we'll keep you there. And maybe when you sober up, you can give me a better idea of what in that Sam Hill just happened. And until then, well, after that, if you can provide a better explanation, then maybe we can get you off with uh, minor charges or or if not, and I'm afraid, I mean, we're going to have to send you to Alaska State Penitentiary. Go ahead and take him away. And he shakes his head and walks away as the state troopers enter in, pulling out handcuffs and begin cuffing you all. No, I don't. There was a mistake. You can't do this. We didn't do anything wrong. We don't know who she is. What is this? Um, I'm gonna grab a knife and try to kill him. Oh my god! What the fuck? <laughs> okay. God. Well, Damn. I'm gonna actually. I'm probably gonna run or try to run while with a knife. Okay. So you grab the knife and you book it. One of the officers shouts, "He's getting away!" And he pulls out his gun. And I'm going to need you to make a dodge roll for me. Oh, I mean, they had guns. <laughs> what did you expect? 67. Oh, my God. Uh, dodge. Uh, dodge is your dex. It's half your dex. Yeah, that's 67, 66 over 25. He still missed, though. Oh, shit. Oh, oh wow. God. Um, he shoots wildly off because you somehow were able to get past them as they were busy with the others before they got to you. Jacob? Yeah? Do we see the flap off of him as he runs away? Sure, I'll give it to you guys. You see that little circular flap. It's not like flapping, but you can see that it's kind of raised and whatnot. Okay. The sheriff just shakes his head. God damn it. As uh, two of the officers go tearing off after you, Arthur. All right, I'm booking it. <laughs> okay, go ahead and make me a dexterity roll. 39 under 55. Okay. They begin to gain on you, though. Oh, my God. Uh, come on. <laughs> okay. While this is going on, the four of you are being loaded into comp cars. Anything you guys are going to try to do? Um, I'm just going to I'm going to comply. <laughs> I, I, I'm watching this and Phineas is uh, he's like, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> he's, he's, he's just, he wants to give his, he wants to uh, give it a shot with the jury. OK, uh, I'm looking around. Real, I'm just very frazzled right now. And yeah, no, I just look panicked. Okay. 
going to also comply, but quietly, as I'm thinking of a way to get out of this. Peacefully, might I add. Alrighty. Yeah, I'm also complying. I'm just going to keep saying just... I'm not really resisting, but it's more just like, no, no, I, I, it was a mistake. I, I swear. <laughs> okay. So, Arthur, you are tearing through this not quite dense foliage, but you're tearing through this kind of wooded area. And I, it seems like it's mid-spring. There's still a little bit of snow on the ground, um, It's but it's more slush than anything. And it's it's that kind of temperature where it's still kind of evaporating but it's still pretty cold you know oh yeah I, I fully I fully understand so because of what he said it's been like a week since we were in the plane as far as you know you're not sure and so like we're in Alaska <laughs> mm-hmm. right yeah okay well I'm probably gonna die <laughs> <laughs> I did not think this through oh my god <laughs> um Go ahead and make another dexterity roll for me. All righty. That's a 30 under 55. Okay. You manage to shake off one of the officers by hiding behind a tree, by hiding behind a tree and causing him to go in the other direction. But unfortunately, you still catch the eye of the other officer following you, and he continues to give chase. And he has a clear shot at you and is gaining on you. And I would like you to make another dodge roll. That's a 42. So, okay, that's 42 over 25. All right. He still misses, though. Damn. Okay. We're, we're in the game. We're running. We are. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Okay, so he misses. Is this a revolver that I know of? It's a handgun. Okay, then I don't want to turn. Um, I'm going to keep running. All right. And he keeps pursuing you. So the four of you are put into the two state trooper cars and uh, the engines rev up and you want Shangan gets into this kind of old beat up truck that has Antioch VSPO written on it. You can see in the distance, you're like up on a hill. You can see there's a small town beneath you. And... The troopers drive off with you in the car. And back to Arthur. Uh, one more time, got to get that dexterity roll from you. Or if you would like to make a stealth roll to try to hide, you can do that as well. Um, I'm probably going to do the hide. And I got a 16. Stealth. Yep, 16 under 20. Okay. Whew. Well, you're lucky. The guy needed a 45 to find you. Got a 46. Oh, so you just barely managed to shake him off. I imagine um, you jump over kind of a rise and there's a bit of an alcove beneath you and you just quickly jump backwards into that alcove. Okay. And the police officer jumps down, keeps looking and uh, can't seem to find you. He radios in saying that the suspect is still loose and armed and walks off. Okay. What do I do now? <laughs> what do you do now? You know what? How close was he when he got that roll? I'm assuming like he almost found me, but was he pretty close when he was ra- ra- raiding them? 
I will say it's it's kind of a situation where you're looking at his legs as he's radioing this. Well, could I knock him prone and kill him and then take his clothes? <laughs> oh my Jesus! You Christ. are out for blood. <laughs> Okay, sure. I, I'm playing. I'm role playing this because I am a completely different person who has no idea what's going You're on. You're fine. I mean, it's... yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> oh make God. a strength roll. <laughs> a strength roll, you said? Yeah. Oh, ho, 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 that is a 17 under 45. All right. You, as he's walking away, you grab his legs and yank, and you you bring him to the ground, and you're on top of him. Would you like to make a uh, fighting brawl roll? Or could I find his gun and shoot him in the face? You could do that too. I will try to do that first. Um, make a make a luck roll to see if he dropped his gun. Okay. And luck was oh man, thirty nine over thirty five. Ah. Oof. Uh, but you got him on the um, ground. He did not drop his gun, but you have the advantage in this. So if you would like to make a, a fighting brawl roll to take a stab at him go ahead all right um all right i got a 53 over 25 okay he is going to make a firearms roll uh but he fails he tries to get his gun pointed at you but it misfires okay so i'm just gonna do the straight roll again okay yep Ugh, 77 nope. oh my god <laughs> is there like a way that i could just like choke him out and it'd be like a different type of just like a contest strength or. Hmm. Give me a second. No, actually make an attack roll just to see if you hit and then it will be a strength roll. Oh, that is a 96. Oh. So that's that's another fail. He's going to get a chance to strike back, um, which also misses. Oh, my Jesus. God. <laughs> Dude, we are terrible. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll again then to try to, you know, I'm gonna try to shank him again, but in the in the throat. Okay. Oh my god! <laughs> Fucking go at Adam. <sighs> okay, so that was brawl roll again, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's a forty-nine over twenty-five. Oh my god! Mm. Oof, he hits. Oh. oh oh! Does it kill me? Does it kill me? Let's find out. Damage. <laughs> It grazes past your shoulder, and you only take one point of damage. <laughs> what the fuck? Worst fight I've ever. All right, all right. I think instead of I, I feel like the brawl is not a good idea because it's a lower chance. So I'm just gonna tr- straight do the strength roll again. Um, well, you gotta check to see if you have to do the brawl just to like grab on. Oh, okay. Well, I got a five on that one. Okay. <laughs> That one works. So you that adrenaline rush of just getting shot and you managed to grab onto his neck. Um, go ahead and make a strength roll for me. 15 under 45. So that was actually better than half too, by the way. Mm-hmm. And he starts to choke. Um, he gets a chance to try to attack you, but he has disadvantage or he has a penalty die. Damn, and that's going to miss. All right. Make uh, just one more strength roll. Seven. I'm a murderer. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> you hear a sickening. Oh. And he falls. I strip him down. And I put on the clothes and I take the gun. Holy shit, dude. Uh. Fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. 
Seriously. What do you want me to do? What? What? Fucking don't lie, you idiot. What do you mean? What do you mean? What they I mean? They didn't believe us. We were telling the truth. They don't know that. And you just killed no. a man. Now you actually did something. <laughs> no. <laughs> I feel like I'm being ostracized for how I play my character. Dude, like the like the collar of the sheriff's outfit is still bloody, and he's like, I feel like I'm being unfairly targeted here. <laughs> hey, I still have a good credit rating. About a oh, no, you don't. <laughs> Isn't that what matters? So, let's jump back to the other four of you. The two cars pull into a relatively small sheriff's office. Two of the troopers bring the four of you out of the vehicles and bring you inside. There are two holding cells, and you guys hear a call over the radio. Uh, keep on the lookout. Um, suspect is still suspect evaded, still at large, armed, and and then it cuts off. Uh, and the two officers look at each other, and they put the four of you in the holding cells. Avery and Phineas are in one and Stanley and Mark are in the other. Schengen's like, thanks, I'll, uh, I'll keep an eye on him from here. Sounds like the other one's giving him trouble. You might want to go see what that was. And they nod and exit quickly. Um, I shake my head. I'm just like, God damn it. God damn it. I'm just, I'm just like sitting to myself like, what the hell? I had a nice day today. I couldn't get a fucking champagne. I could really use a drink right now. Drinking would probably not be the best for the situation. Shangin over here is Antioch's a dry town. You should know that. I hate you. And I, <laughs> and I hate this place. <laughs> Where are we exactly? God. You guys are in Antioch, Alaska. Uh, uh, how'd we get here? You've been here your whole damn lives. Well, except for uh, Abigail and Scott, you two uh, moved here a couple years ago. Jobs from the uh, the airport. I would never work in an airport. Sounds degrading. I mean, I don't know what's degrading about being a pilot. It doesn't suit my expertise. So, whatever you say, officer. Like, I, I I'll tell you over and over again. My name is. Mark Overheiser, and I, I swear to you, I'm not on any sort of drug. Like, you have tests for that, don't you? Yeah, but they take some time. I don't care if they, like, go ahead and test me, please. I, I, I have a lie detector, something, anything, so you know I'm not lying to you. Listen, I've got some paperwork to do. Let me finish up this paperwork. Get me under a clear head. And I'll give you the tests that you need. All right. Like I said, I want to believe you didn't do this. But the evidence is not pointing in your favor. Uh, and I just look, I just sit down and just sigh in defeat for the time being. Okay. And he sighs and sits at the, at a desk with his back to you and begins, uh, writing something down. And, as this kind of quiet goes over, you can hear that there's a, uh, a TV playing in the other room and a sudden news bulletin pops up and you can hear the anchor mention, 
It's been two weeks since the crash of Delta Flight 7614. The investigation is still ongoing as the cause of the tragic crash is still unknown. There were no survivors. And with that realization, make a sanity roll. I will. Clark, you do not have to because obviously you were not doing this. <laughs> yes, I I have passed the sanity checks, now, I think. You are the sanity. Um that was a ninety-five over seventy-one. Um, I got a seven. Uh I got a twenty-four under sixty-seven. Okay. I am uh, continuing my streak of failing these sanity rolls, and I'm rolling a 63 over 56. Jeez. I feel like Noah should be the murderer here. What? <laughs> right? <laughs> um, okay, so that was Mark and Stanley who failed, right? Yes. Okay. Stanley, you only lose three, so you don't know about a madness for you. Mark, however, you lose five. Ah. I've lost 17 sanity in less than three hours. Yeah. Cool. Guys, I'm having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mark. Yeah. I am going to need an intelligence roll from you. All right. Uh, that's a 61 over 55. Over 55? Yeah. Okay. You hear this and you f your heart sinks and you go pale and you just keep telling yourself, this is a dream. This has to be a dream. It's got to be a dream. And you do not go into a bout of madness. Oh, jeez. Okay, me, I guess. So I want to check back in with uh, Arthur. All righty. What the fuck you doing, mate? Lone wolf. Uh, how close were we to the house or wherever the hell we were when I ran? Make a navigate roll. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's 97. That's time to cut. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you take a second to look around and you realize you're lost. Wait, hang on. Could I push this because there should be a blood splatter of, like, myself on snow, right? Of the blood that was on me? Okay, I'll give it to you. You can push. That's a 22. Uh, 10%. Damn. Oh, uh, yeah. 22 over 10. Damn. No, you, you, you follow this trail, but you get kind of twisted up and turned around, and you have absolutely no idea where you are. At least I'm warm. Yep. Um. Hmm. I guess I'm gonna try to find a road. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Make. Make an idea roll. Idea. Yeah. So that's that's gonna be your intelligence. I believe that's a six under fifty. Okay. You think to yourself, there's a lot of pine trees around me. I could probably climb up and get my bearings that way. I will do that to the best of my ability. Okay. So then you, <laughs> you got to make a climb roll. All right. <laughs> uh, climb. 20%. Ah, damn. That's a 30 over 20. You can spend luck, but you have 35. 
So I need it's one luck is one percent. Correct. Ooh, that's ten. I'd be down to ah, screw it. Yeah, we'll do that. I'll spend ten. We're down okay. to twenty-five luck. Yeah. So you begin climbing, and um, you reach for a branch, and it immediately cracks underneath you, and you you just barely manage to catch yourself before you tumble back down onto the ground and you climb your way up to where you can see. From your vantage point, you can see a good ways away. This is a rather relatively tall pine tree. You can see to the north of you, more trees. To the east and to the west, more trees. But south, you can barely make out some buildings. I go that way. By the way, um... I have, like, a compass on me, right? Nope. Because he's, like, a, a trooper. Yeah. A police officer, not like a... Uh, he's not a Mountie. Oh, well, at least I have a gun. In this ill-fitting police uniform, you head towards the buildings. Yeah. And about an hour passes before you uh, kind of break the tree line. And I want to cut back to the jail cell. You guys are listening to this TV in silence. It's been about an hour and Stanley and Mark. Yeah. The two of you feel this slight heat begin to radiate across your body and a splitting headache just pierces your head. And then your heads erupt in flame as Avery and Phineas now double over in pain. Oh, shit. As your heads erupt into flame. Arthur, from the... As you break the tree line, you're, you feel this pain and you, too, begin to, uh, to spontaneously combust. Oh. Okay. End of game. Good job, everybody. We, we had a good run. Yay. And the rest of your bodies catch fire. Avery, you are the last to fall as you watch as... The flames lick over yours, Phineas's, Mark's, and Stanley's bodies in the prison cells as Shangan is helpless to do anything. And everything goes black. Uh, by the way, Brittany, I would like a uh, sanity roll from you. Thanks, Jacob. I'd love to roll sanity. <laughs> I don't know how I made it. 51, 51 under 67. Okay, you lose one. Okay, that's fine. And you all are back in that metallic chamber again. Uh, is this a torture simulator? <laughs> am, I, am I myself again? I, I, I pat myself down. Yeah, you guys are back to yourselves. Uh, hey, I didn't commit a murder then. It's not me. <laughs> you don't know that. You've... Wait, you committed murder? What? <laughs> Wait, no, there was, there was the other guy. Scott. Uh... uh uh. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> uh, whatever the fuck's happening, I feel like he's making it worse somehow. <laughs> this is all too insane. Can I, what, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm so confused. This is, yeah, is a lot. This is a lot Are we going to be thrown into something else again? Okay. Did anybody notice something on their necks? I, yes, uh, I did. Yeah, I, I feel the back of my neck and see if it, I feel anything. Same. Nope, you don't feel anything. Do I see any flaps on 
their necks. Nope, there are no flaps. Mm-hmm. Um, I check my pockets. They're empty yet again. Ah, damn it. Uh, okay, crazy thought, guys. <clears throat> crazy, crazy thought, guys. Um, uh, real quick. Uh, that state trooper or whoever, he mentioned it's been two weeks. No, on the TV, the, it was mentioned that it was two weeks since the plane crash. I'm guessing that's our plane crash. Most likely. Did we just go forward or back in time? Backward. Forward? Back? Well, wait. <laughs> we just... Hang on a minute. If we went, if we were different people and it was a week ahead, and then we just came back to our actual bodies that where we know we died, then we went back in time. Well, the question is, do we know we died? Uh, I mean, you might. You're pretty old. Uh, let me check. I, I put my fingers on my on my throat. Nope, still beating. <laughs> let me check. One. Two. <laughs> yep. I'm still going. At least we know it can count. Uh, I'm just going to, I'm going to start like banging on the walls being like, Hey, like let us out of here. Hello. Nothing. Your voice echoes off into the distance. I mean, could we be dead? We don't feel anything. I don't know. man. <clears throat> you ever see that TV show lost? That's all I've been thinking about, by the way, <laughs> this whole time. I'm no. just thinking of lost. <laughs> The moment the plane picture came up, I'm like, this plane's going to crash. As the last echo of Mark's voice fades, you all feel that headache again. Cool. And your consciousness starts to lose. I'd like another power roll. Wait, did one of us fail the power roll last time? No one failed it last time. 58 under 80. Who failed it this time? Uh, 34 under 75. Uh, 19 under 37. That's a hard success. I also got 19, but under 70. I got an 82 over 70. Oof. Oh my god, Noah. <laughs> Are you using virtual dice? Refresh the page. <laughs> I am going to refresh the page. <laughs> uh, those who succeed, you once again see those four dots. Three of them in an equilateral triangle and one dot in the center. And this time you all come to about the same time. Uh, you're crammed in a tent, lying in sleeping bags. Okay, so looking around, you all seem to be very relatively young in your 20s. There is a heavy set Asian woman with a round, dimpled face and glasses. Uh, There's a very petite white woman with short red hair, a large nose, and a scattering of freckles on her face. A tall, somewhat rotund black man with a squarish face and short beard. A very tall and lanky Middle Eastern man with long brown hair and a scraggly beard. And a husky Caucasian man with a square jaw and a very closely trimmed beard and short dark hair. Oh, God, not again. (laughs) And as a few of you begin to kind of, like, check your bodies out, three of you notice that, uh, you have some bits you didn't have before. Oh, no. Oh, Oh, boy. Fuck. Brittany (laughs) or Avery, you're a guy. (laughs) You're a guy now. Got that now. (laughs) Oh, my God. 
Okay, how do I be a man? I'm just gonna talk low. Talk about be testosterone and wrestling and balls. <laughs> just balls. Oh, football. That's what guys talk about. <laughs> no, they talk about boobs. Um, oh, yep, I'm a dude. Matt and Noah. Oh no. You guys are you guys are girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh lordy. <laughs> My god. Oh, you Really? Phineas, you appear to be the African-American man. And uh, Arthur, you appear to be the Middle Eastern man. Okay, so when you mean the African-American guy, it's not the same people, but we're like young now and it's like a camp. You are completely different people from last time. Okay, gotcha. Now, is it bad to say that the first thing I do is feel my boobs? Oh, my God. Well, it depends. Do you mean in a sexual way or is a what the fuck like are a these? Clinical way? Yeah. Like a <laughs> like a breast like, exam. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, like that, Stephen. Yeah, that, that's clinical. Yes, I know. Okay, cool. <laughs> like what's happening? I'm just for the record, I'm slowly getting taller. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yes, you guys are in this tent, you're in warm weather or cold weather outfits. So sweaters and, you know, warm clothes. Um, the sweaters that you have say University of Alaska Anchorage on them. And there appear to be in the tent as well, several textbooks. Some are on geology and others have a title that says historic bluff, a gold rush era piece of history. It, oh, what the fuck is happening in Alaska? As Steven still goes for a new voice. <laughs> Are we students? I hope so. Uh, but why Alaska again? Wait, who's who right now? <laughs> uh, I'm I'm Mark, the architect. The Asian woman says. Okay. I'm I'm Phineas. Okay. The black man says. Uh, I'm Avery. The white guy says. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that was so funny. <laughs> and and I'm pretty sure I'm Arthur. The Middle Eastern man says. I'm Stanley. The white girl says. All right, this is just great. As if it, as if it couldn't get any weirder. Uh, I'm going to. You said we're in a tent, right? Yep. I'm going to open it up and like take a look outside. All right. You find yourself in a circle of six similar tents, but they appear to be empty. There is a stinking, smoldering fire um, in the middle of this circle, and a stream that cuts through the encampment. Following the stream, it leads to a cl dilapidated cluster of venerated log cabins that look just like the cover of the book about Bluff. And a low, agonized moan uh, is carried over the wind. Oh, God. I'm not gonna lie, this is giving me a headache in real life. <laughs> uh, Jacob, question. Yep. Did anything happen with Noah's fail of the power thing? Yep, he just didn't see the dots. Oh, okay. And um, as uh, this new form of Mark steps ahead of you guys, you can see kind of as the hair pushes away a um, 
a flap on the nape of the neck. Okay. So we all are aware of the tags now, right? Flaps. I hope so. I brought it up last time. Can I like pull on it? Sure. And who is mine? I'm I'm going to do mine personally. I'm going to watch just in case if something bad happens. Okay. So, who knows it might be funny. You pull up your flap and those watching there appears to be a 3-inch diameter metal sphere embedded into his scalp. You can see a bunch of needles extend into the into the flesh and it also has the equilateral dots with a single dot in the center. Oh, shit. What the hell? Wait, I've seen that symbol before. Yeah, it was just before we were here, right? That's what I saw. Was it? Does it mean anything? Oh, probably. Um, I don't know if you should pull that out. That looks like it would do some damage. I mean... I, we all know that this isn't our body, so does it really matter? Well, I don't know if that thing might accident. Like, I don't know. I have no idea. Just... I mean, if it kills you or the person whose body you're in, it's See, still bad. We have different bodies, but the same brains. I mean, I, I, what are the leads do we have? I don't know. I don't feel like we should stay here. I'm worried about staying here. Uh... I, I I, think he might be onto something. I think we have to investigate these flaps, even if it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Wait, uh, I just had a realization. Um, I look around and see if there's a phone I can, like, pull out. There is no phone. Is there a laptop? As you look around for this, a glint catches your eye from the stream, and you go over and look, and there is a pile of phones, laptops, radios, and other such electronics in the stream. In the stream? Like, all wet? Mm Mm-hmm. No, that's bad. That's not good. (laughs) No. Uh, well, I'm kind of desperate. I'm just going to, like, start grabbing a couple, see if they turn on, and then... None of them turn on. They look like they've been in there for a while. But I would know how to fix electronics. (laughs) Yeah, but it takes, like, it takes a while and, a, and some rice. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, just get some rice and a microwave. <laughs> no, Stephen, that, that was in character and a microwave. Oh God! I think I'm gonna keep digging in mine. Oh God! My skin flat. Okay. Are you gonna try to pull it out? Okay. I'm watching. Okay, I, 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 I don't know if I'm gonna try to pull it out at first, but I'm gonna like try to see if it like rotates or. What happens when I fidget with it? <laughs> it doesn't budge. It's like ingrained into your scalp. Okay. Then I will do, go to the next step, which is trying to yank it out of my scalp. All right. Make a medicine roll for me. Oh, God. Also, how big is this ball again? Or this sphere? Three inches. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's uh, 73 over 1%. <laughs> no, you. Uh, it doesn't come out. Okay. Well, I tried. Uh, so are we linking the death of electronics to us switching bodies? Is that like the whole point of why we saw that all the like laptops and technology was in the river? I think you're making a weird connection that does not work. 
I mean, but why would it be in the water then? There's a lot of things that we could ask. We don't have the complete context. All we know is we woke up in a tent. Which, again, I'm worried about because the last time we woke up, there was a murder. And an orgy at the same time. Yes. Oh. <laughs> that one. <laughs> the thing you ran from. Morgy. Or Dorgy, if you will. <laughs> I will not. Hmm. Is there, like, a wallet around here? Like, with a tent? Uh, your pockets are empty. Well, I mean, I meant, like, in the tent. Like, is there some form of identification for any of us around our stuff? Not that you can see. Are, are you guys still in the tent? I think I think Mark is the only one outside the tent. Um, I'm, get, I'm getting out. I'm probably getting out. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll redescribe what I was mentioning. There is a stinking smoldering fire in this in the middle of a circle of six tents which are also empty as far as you can tell there's this stream which Mark is standing next to and following the stream you see that it leads through a dilapidated cluster of venerated log cabins that looks just like the cover of the books in the tent about Bluff, Alaska and as you guys are taking this in you hear a low pained moan echo across the clearing and carried by the wind and your eyes alight on a tall metal cylinder standing in the middle of this cluster of cabins and that is where we'll end for tonight We sincerely thank you for listening to our strange story tonight, and we hope it gave you chills and thrills alike. Join us next time for part three of Dissociation, Cabin in the Woods. Follow us on social media. We are Tales from the Orn Library official on Facebook, and at Orn Library Pod on Twitter. Additionally, you can visit our website at talesfromtheornlibrary.com, where you can view all the handouts used in the show thus far. And until next time, remember, the library is always open. <laughs>